Different names, different uniform, different arena, different setting. Unfortunately, similar story as the Utah Jazz fall tonight in game number two of the Western Conference playoffs, 110-104 to the Dallas Mavericks. David Locke along with Ron Boone. This is Postcast. Well, Ron, Terrence Mann was the ace three-point shooter of last year. Tonight, it's Maxi Kleba. Jamal Murray was the Reggie Jackson were the scoring guards. Tonight, it is Jalen Brunson, 41. Maxi Kleba hits eight threes. How fair is that? Is this the same script by which the Jazz have fallen in playoff games of the past? It, it's fair because, you know, the Jazz usually don't give up a lot of threes. Um Obviously, the game plan of, of the Dallas Mavericks worked. Uh, they got the shots that they that they wanted. Uh, the Jazz gave up some three-point shots to, to Cleaver, who was one of those guys that was not shooting the three very, very well. And he got on a roll. I, I guess, David, the only thing you can say is that the Dallas Mavericks shot the ball very, very well. They put themselves in a position, and they and they they just continue to ride something. Uh, th- their offense, the isolation plays, and the Jazz could not put the put the fire out. They just spread the floor out. They played Maxi Kleba, who's a better shooter or more willing shooter than Dwight Powell. Powell played just 60 minutes. They tried Bertans. They went to Kleba. Kleba hits eight of 11 from three. He had shot 18 percent since the All Star break from three. Uh, had a month where he was at 15%. Had a month where he didn't make eight threes total. Uh, really incredible for him to get rolling like that. And, you know, that is the Jazz just did not have an answer on how to either take away the isolation drive or that three-point shot. And, and all he did was sit outside the three-point line and, and wait for the draw and kick. He had 11 shots, uh, eight of them coming from the um, – he was make, were able to make eight – of 11 from the three-point line. Did not have a two-point attempt. Uh, so, obviously, the game plan was to just sit out there and, and knock down threes. But those were very uncontested threes. I mean, he had plenty of time to find the seams and, and knock down the shots. Um, uh, kudos to the to the Mavericks. I mean, they actually got it done. Disappointing for the Jazz that they not could not uh, get two wins here without Luka. Uh, just have to wait and see what happens on Thursday. Luka warmed up before the game does not look particularly close, um, didn't have a lot of lift, wasn't really landing on the leg, things of the nature. But the Jazz and the Jazz fell. You know, let's – this is a – you know, I think in fairness, the Mavericks are probably a 500, a little bit above 500 team without Luka. They've got some – you know, and so you're going to try to win two games in their building. It's not going to be easy. There was nothing easy about this. I mean, Dallas made it crazy hard throughout the game. Jazz were up seven with about seven minutes left, and then Dallas made all the plays. Foul trouble impacted the Jazz a lot in this game. Jordan Clarkson picks up his fifth foul. He was kind of rolling, carrying the offense, taking the burden away. Um, and and frankly, Donovan, I think, ended up playing the final 10 minutes, which he often needs a rest. I think he's, you know, he's shown to be getting fatigued in games. Um, and, and then Mike Conley got just knocked out of the game by foul trouble and had absolutely no impact on the basketball game tonight. He, he really didn't. Defensively, he could not stay in front of, of, of Brunson, who was very crafty, very quick. Uh, he got things going there as well. And Conley he just couldn't free himself to offensively to make an impact there there as well. And, and 
uh, I'm sure that, you know, he'll watch film and he'll figure out ways to to offensively get back into the basketball game. But you, you, you totally touched on something there. Foul trouble a lot of times will uh, slow a person down on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, the Jazz tried a lot of everything. They had Daniel House and Royce O'Neal on the floor at the same time. They tried to go they had to play Jordan Clarkson, point guard for a lot of time. The, the whole ro- Jazz rotations got just completely discombobulated in this game. It, it really did. Um, Whiteside, what did he have? How many minutes did he end up playing with? Ten minutes tonight. Uh, and, you know, that's not usually what, you know, Quinn does with, with his rotation. Usually he sticks with his rotation. Uh, and tonight, because of foul trouble or because he just wanted to make sure that he kept certain players out there on the floor at certain times, not really sure, but the, their, his rotation was, was different, a lot different than it's been, you know, throughout the year. Um, when you, I mean, really this game we could talk about, I think, a lot of uh, different things, some offensive possessions and things like that, but really, I think from about the six-minute mark, where Jalen Brunson misses a shot at 639. I don't know that we get a stop. Finney Smith hits a three. Brunson scores from six feet out. Brunson misses, so he got one stop. Kleba hits a three. Kleba hits a three. Dinwiddie scores. Finney Smith scores. And then Finney Smith misses with 125 left. The game's pretty much over. So from the 630 mark to the 130 mark, we only get one stop defensively. We, We can talk offense. We can talk everything else. The complete inability to get stops defensively is precluding this team, preventing this team from getting where it needs to go. Yeah, and just think about the the defensive reputation that this team had, you know, for years, and and uh, and now off the dribble, we're unable to to stop anyone. And and I'm finding it fascinating there as well is that it, it, they want to keep player certain players going to sidelines, and what the Jazz are trying to do, they were unable to. To keep players going, to the you put it out really early in the game that we were not follow, we were not able to defensively handle the game plan that we were given. Yeah, we were the, the game plan was to keep you know the baseline. I mean, keep them going sidelines, and and even when you get close to the baseline, force some baseline, you know that type of thing, just to make sure they take away the middle of the floor to the point where you can't get that draw and kick. You don't get the uh, the defense scrambling to the point where you're going to give up three point shots. And when you do that, you have Rudy uh, shadowing, uh, you have Whiteside shadowing, and then you have, like the Mavericks have for the most part, they have three guys down there in the paint uh, to the point where you can't admit that that clean pass to the middle of the floor. And, and for the most part, you have to have a skip pass to the opposite side of the floor in order to get a three. And what happened there? The Jazz, They end up picking off some of the Jazz passes. They've taken away the Jazz three-point shooting game, which is a problem. They- They've done two things. The Jazz are playing absolutely no transition at all. As much as the whole focus was run, 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 run. They're playing no transition at all. They're in about 8% of their possessions in transition, which is super low. And on the other end, the Jazz aren't getting threes. What can the Jazz do to get their threes again? Because that's what makes this team. Or is it just not going to happen? They see they can't get them during the half court. So if they don't run or if they don't even push the ball up quickly, even after made shots and get right into something and not let the defense get set. Once that defense gets set and and now you're trying to figure out things and, and you're trying to run your offense, you know, you're, you're, you're challenging the defense that they prepared for. So I, I, you know, running the ball up the floor, getting to that action offense that, that we talk about so often, or at least I do. 
that uh, I like to see them do a little bit more. Uh, I think they can they can get those open. And something you've talked about all season long. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it's not just running and tra- getting shots and turns. It's it's getting into the offense with a press and a power and earlier in the clock. The amount of possessions we had in this game where Donovan is standing still. Now, again, this might have been Mike Conley's foul trouble, Jordan Clarkson's foul trouble, that Donovan had to play extended minutes, that you're not having a natural point guard. But the amount of possessions that started with everyone standing still yeah. and the shot clock winding down is just a very, very difficult script for people to have success. So what's that do to your, your, your offense? It puts you in a short clock. That means you maybe it, you get into something, you got one pass in order to get a shot off before the clock runs out. Uh, and and a lot of times that's not enough because the defense is set, and it takes two passes sometimes, and and or or a player being able to break the defense down in order to take advantage of something like that. So by pushing the ball up the floor and making some things happen, uh, it's it's. I just like to see a little bit more of that. I know we've talked about that many many times, but. Uh, the Jazz are going to have to do that against this defense. Here's what I think is really interesting about where this series stands right now. I don't think either team won games in a sustainable manner. So here's what I mean by that. I don't think the Jazz can beat the Mavericks in this series taking 22 three-point shots, which is what they did in game one. I don't think the Mavericks can beat the Jazz relying on 49% three-point shooting and Maxi Kleba going eight for 11. That's... Uh, I I totally agree with that. So this series gets super interesting now because I'm not sure either of those models work for either team time in and time out. Now, the Jazz better figure out how to guard someone, which they have may not be able to do. Um, And so that might be the answer over anything else. The Jazz better figure out how to get some three-point shots and get out of standing still offensively, which they should be able to do. And and I'll tell you something else that that, uh, I think they're going to have to get better at and maybe – uh, do it for a longer period of time, it, and that is uh, go small. I mean, the Jazz did not go small one time uh, tonight, and you know, Rudy having to help out players driving to the basket is basically what gave Cleaver Cleaver uh, those open looks in the three point line. Um, the other one I might say instead of one time. the other one I might I'd be interested to watch something that worked a little bit in game one was just starting Rudy on the baseline instead of bringing him up for a pick and roll and having traffic just have Rudy start on the baseline yeah. and then you just got to beat your guy and then you're then that may be able to create some things and I've always been a, an advocate proponent of that you bring a defensive player you bring a defensive player because you want to set a screen run a pick and roll. When, when if you start Rudy on the baseline, you got one on one. What did Dallas Mavericks do? They didn't. They they, they would get the mismatch they want, and then they would go one on one, and 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 get to the basket, and make some things happen. I totally agree with you. Uh, you, you now you're running a one four offense with with one of your better penetrators, and that would be Donovan Mitchell, uh, and you know you can make some things happen. But getting in that groove of doing the same thing over and over and over again. It's awfully easy to defend. Well, the Jazz leave Dallas tied at one apiece. Thursday and Saturday are going to be quick turnarounds, an early game Saturday on the backside of Thursday. We'll see how the Jazz deal with that. Uh, Reggie Bullock, Darian Finney-Smith didn't seem to be bothered at all by the fact that they played 44 minutes the other night. Donovan's got to figure out something with Finney-Smith because he is a real problem for Donovan. 
There's a lot of storylines still to be discussed. Now, normally you, you go on the road and you get one of two, you're happy. You're happy because you're going home. Uh, you split on the road. You get a chance to go home, possibly get two, and then you come back here three and one. So hopefully that happens. Normally that's a, a great situation. But with, with Luca being out, kind of is really disappointing not winning this basketball game. Jazz, fall to the Mavericks, 110-104. Have a good night. Probably no Locked on Jazz tomorrow morning because I think we're leaving the hotel at like 6.15 in the morning. See you.